Okay, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. And I've been listening to 610 since back in the 80s. This is the best combination for afternoon drive time sports radio I've ever heard. Show, Clint, you guys got it going on, man. I really appreciate your show. Best hair at the station, this entire show right here. React to that. Clint, you can put your toes up in the river, my man, and pop that cord right. I love beer. Hey, gentlemen. A show and a Clinton show. I love the show. You guys are great. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. Somebody out there listening right Ooh, now. Yeah. yeah, don't do that. Is that Mike Hot Top? I'm going to kick your ass, Tyler. I'll tell you <laughs> Whoa, what? You talking all that, man. What's up? How y'all doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Cubeblade. Ah, The Drive is live and in color, and it is a reaction Monday presented by our great friends at Churrasco Steak and Seafood. I see you, Fred. Oh, Freddie. Fred Espinosa, you know our guy Fred oh, over at Toronto. I didn't know Don't where he was going. No, Freddie. My man Fred, last time I seen Fred, Fred had on a black leather jacket, baby. You can tell, hey. like, Fred got another side. <laughs> <laughs> he may have turned it over in his old age. <laughs> yeah, huh? there you go. I see you, but uh, no, uh, another Fred's one. Fred's closet looking like. <laughs> yeah, Fred. Fred got one side of that closet that we get to see when you go to work at Toronto's, then he got another side. <laughs> Fred got leather, leather jackets and boots. I got leather pants, too. But, uh, no, a, a lot to react to today as we have two more reaction Mondays, at least when it comes to Texans football, as uh, Clint, they fall 31-3 to yesterday, uh, and now uh, they secure with that loss yesterday. No wins at home. They get, a, they get a tie in the first one, and then they lose the rest of them the rest of the way. And I think the I, – I, I just – the number one thing, visually, like when you got to the stadium, you got there and you're checking everything out, you're watching the game, like what's one of the first things that jumped out to you, Clint? Oh, how empty it was. Where are they? I mean, how, how empty it was initially before the before a kick ever happened. And then and then it was it was fairly quickly. I don't remember if it was a, a big play or a scoring play um, for Jacksonville. In, in the press box, it was very convincing that the Jacksonville fans – were louder than the Texans fans. So whether whether you're talking about how empty it was or when the opponent did something well once again, and this time it was Jacksonville, not Philly, not Kansas City. It was Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, when they did something positive, um, that's that's the the loudest cheer you, you know you heard all day. Yeah, Tyler, did he, I know you watched it? Did it come across that way on TV for sure. Yeah, Damn it. looked very bleak. This, there this is that. I mean, yeah. that's just. You're right. That that is one thing. That that's one thing. If if Philly wants to travel, Cleveland they want to travel. It's the first time Deshaun had played. Do I think Kansas City who travels? Jacksonville. Mm, that would hurt right there. A fan appreciation day. Jacksonville, and once again, just like I did two weeks ago, I am not putting this on you fans. I'm not. I'm not putting an ounce on it. I've seen some people say we got to do better. No, 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 no. Stop being a dumpster fire. This is this is not on you. There, there is there is no reason on New Year's Day that made any of you want to go out there and watch this team play, and then they put forth a performance of exactly why you wouldn't want to go out there and watch them play. 
Every every bit of it is 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 on Cal McNair at this point in time. Mm. You know, it, it's it's unfortunate that you know Lovey's tenure as as a head coach of the, of the Houston Texans is is in the middle of this. It's unfortunate that David Culley got his only opportunity in the middle of this. It's unfortunate that that this is something that Nick Casario, his first chance to be a a general manager, comes in in one of if not the most dysfunctional. Um, couple of years in, in pro football, not with the Texans, in all of pro football that I've ever seen. And, ever, and, and I've asked many people that question. They can't think of one that was worse. Um, and it's unfortunate. All of those, uh, all of the dysfunction we see lies on the plate or at the feet of Lovey, David Culley, Nick Casario, all these guys, they're, going, they're, they're in a tough-ass spot to have success. Pretty simple. It's, it's the reality of the NFL. But ultimately – what we watched yesterday has to lie at the feet of Cal McNair. And I say that to say Cal has to be sitting there, not as an owner that, man, we got to, you know, we, we need to get a new head coach. You know, we, we really got to get back to the playoffs. No, man, you're, you're two and you're two plus years. If you look at when you, when you, when you fired Bill O'Brien, you're two plus years into being beyond Bill O'Brien and this thing is still going in the wrong direction. What mm. Cal McNair watched mm. yesterday has to create an, an immense amount of, of urgency on his part to make moves and to get this thing right. And, 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 and meaning on the field and, and in the stands. Every bit of it, show it's unacceptable. The, and, and look, and here's, here's what – Here's what frustrates me, oh, let's hear it. and it's got to be a big part of what frustrates fans, is that what we're watching has nothing to do with the 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 talent level on this roster. There are there are is that a problem in Houston, and and did we know that was coming down the pipe? This has the, been more than lack of talent. Yeah, this is more. That place wasn't empty, and you didn't get booed off the field in the last home game in 2022 because of lack of talent. I mean, there's there there are some major major problems. There's there, and, and I think the the biggest problem I know for me as a fan, the biggest problem is I don't see any hope. Well, you're there. Even with the even with potentially the number one pick, we which suck. Getting close to securing that, there you you. It is well, hard for you to grasp. Hope. I, I, I don't. Yes, it is. Oh, it is it's hard. I mean, it's damn near impossible. Seven one three five seven two four six ten trailer rolling frame text line. Are you in that space? With cap space, the number one pick potentially, are you in a space where it's hard to feel hope like Clint is saying? That is, that is interesting. I, I mean, I, listen, I'm not saying you're you're wrong. I, I I get it. You've watched every last one of these games. You do these post games. You even had Jalen Petrie on again yesterday. It is, but I can see how, how persons can get to a place where it's hard to to pull off hope. You know how much Cal McNair has to get right this offseason mm. for 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 them to be even even be competitive. I mean, you know what they got to find? I believe in Nick Casario. I mean, look, I, you talk, talk about Nick. I mean, sure, the, the salary cap's right. The, the draft pick, you got got some got some picks for Deshaun Watson. Um, but man, you're sitting there with a with a first round corner that that uh, played about ten games out of position and then got injured again. Yeah, you, you're sitting there. You're sitting there with a with a left guard that, that you drafted in the first round, number fifteen overall, that doesn't appear to be a first round talent at this point in time. I mean, so so where's the hope in the draft? You know, you don't have an offensive play caller. 
you, you don't you don't have you you are clueless on offense if we're being completely honest. <laughs> what I watched yesterday is un, unacceptable at, at any level. Completely unacceptable. See, when you say that, when you say that, see, they, they got me. They got me. Clint, I thought we were past the all everything you're saying, the cluelessness. Off it. I, I, no, all right, all right, I'm a sucker. Yes, they got me. I thought we were past embarrassment. It's like, not a circus We show somehow, here. we moved from what we saw from Miami, which was embarrassing, what we saw against Cleveland, which was embarrassing. We moved from that. Then we had, hey, they look competent against Dallas. They look competent and took the Chiefs to overtime. They go out and beat Tennessee. I thought we were past. I'm not going to sit here and say I thought they were going to win yesterday, but I thought we were past the – 31 to nothing, fumbles for touchdowns, can't move the ball, looking clueless on offense. They they suck at me. I thought they were going to lose, but they they reverted back to where they were before this little stretch. They got me. Yeah, no, I mean, look, have you ever seen a team, have you honestly at the NFL level, have you ever seen a team go, the best thing we can do is rotate quarterbacks? Literally damn near every play. I mean, we're, we're working on four games of this now. Right? Gosh, damn it, I mean, man. we're working on four ball games of this. I mean, have you ever seen a coaching staff, an organization say, yeah, man. I mean, when they had RG3 and Kirk Cousins on the same team, they didn't do they it. They weren't doing that, yeah. You got Jeff Driscoll and, and and Davis Mills, and you're rotating guys in there like one gives you a more, like, like, like one gives you. Putting them in there at the same time. It, it, Yesterday, the wild Jeff, Jeff. Jeff Driscoll ran a back a route on a on a sprint right. Davis Mills took the ball and sprinted to his right to the only receiver that was on the field. And Jeff Driscoll had a backside dig route. They literally back? have Jeff Driscoll running a, running a route a down of eighteen to twenty yard route. Like Driscoll cat. I mean, come on, man. Like it's not even. It, it's just it, it's it, I've never it, it's it's unacceptable. It, what we're watching on Sundays is unacceptable. From the trailer wheel and frame text line, um, it, it is hard. This team is not giving fans a reason to have hope. It's hard to feel hope because it feels like you can't trust Cal or Nick. Can't feel hope after the last two head coaching hires. You're right. And someone texted in right now. So you guys, uh, are you guys willing to admit you were wrong when you thought the coaching staff would be better than the last one? Yeah, I'll admit it. That's one of the most disappointing things. I, I didn't think the coaching staff would take a step back. I didn't think they'd be worse at OC. All right? Now, maybe you did. I didn't think they would no, be no, worse. No, 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 no. I'm no, talking about I, this person texting. Oh, yeah. I, maybe you did. Maybe you thought that, that, that they would be, that Pep would no, be worse I, than Tim I, Kelly. I, 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 I will am, admit that. I am shocked, shocked yes, with you how, how awful the scheming, play calling, uh, player selection, who has who made a priority in critical moments. I am shocked. It's 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 fireable offenses, guys. Repeatedly, like all year, it, it, all year long, it had, it hadn't gone away. Um, I am shocked that a Lovey Smith coached football team, a team that has is coached by a veteran coach. Not, I mean, I don't care what his record was in in, in as a head coach that has that, connections with each other. Like everybody yeah. they hired the staff had connections with Pep. You remember David Kelly's staff was just thrown together. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I am shocked at how poorly this football team is coached. I'm I mean I mean shocked. So yeah, look, I was I'll take that. I, I was dead wrong on on uh, Lovey Smith from a perspective of I thought they would at least do football things in a winning way. Like I thought they would be able to go out there down three scores and 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 
be able to operate some level of tempo and a hurry-up offense. I, I thought they would be – I didn't think it would take multiple games of feeding Rex Burkhead before Damian Pierce was made a priority. I, I thought there were – you know, I, I thought the draft picks would be used to their strength when we're talking about Derek Stingley. And um, I, I just flat out – look, I'm at a point with with Kenyon Green where I just thought he'd be better. I, I, thought, I think you jump up. We all sit around a table and we just are we've convinced ourselves we're gonna jump up and take a guard in in the first round. That that dude better be plug and play and, and can at the very least hold his own. Um yeah, I, I just I, I missed the boat. I, I I thought I expected Lovey as a as a the, the football team as a whole, coached by Lovey, to do things more it, with more depth to prepare better. To, to be more prepared. And I'm not talking, just talking about defense. I'm talking about the whole thing. He's a head coach. I don't, I don't want to hear about how the defense has held their own and games have been close. And it, you know, he's the head coach, man. All of these things we talk about, Pep, they got across the they got across the desk of Lovey Smith, too. Like I yeah, I, I missed on both of those guys. I, I'm I'm blown away that that literally offensively, this football team is the first NFL franchise I've ever seen literally resort to their game plan at the quarterback position being Jeff Driscoll and Davis Mills, and it changes per drive per play, damn near. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I missed. I, well, I was, I was then, wrong. Well, with that, then Clint, that's going to be the next conversation, even the rest of this week, to see how long potentially. Lovey Smith spoke today, as he generally does. We are off early for the Lovey Smith show. It starts. It, it starts soon as we get off the air. Next week, what will it? What will it mean to you if? Lovey is coming well, back doing a, a press conference and doing the Lovey Smith show next week. Well, now, now, now you're on to a, a – What does that mean? Like, what will that mean? To me, that means they're keeping Lovey Smith. Or at least I hope that's what that means. Right? I mean, because there, there's no reason – and it's already – I guess last week I read the – I was on my off week and I, and I read I read the articles about, you know, Lovey Smith being evaluated and their Texans are, are reportedly going to evaluate 17 games. and all. You don't need 17 games. You've seen enough. Um, Lovey's seen enough to know what his team is and who his team is. He said it He said it publicly to us in press conference settings. Every decision maker over there has has watched and seen enough to know whether they want to keep Lovey Smith as a head coach or not. They, they, they know they've contacted other potential head coaches, agents out there. They know who will interview for a Texans head coach. They know who's interested. They know who will come for an interview. They know who the candidates would be. They, they know all of those things. So if, if Lovey Smith is the head coach, I believe Monday in a post-game, in a coach's show type setting, I, I got to look at it as the Texans are keeping Lovey Smith oh, or, or else or else they're, they're on the road of botching another head coach vacancy uh, search an ultimate hire again. Yeah, I see I I didn't think there was any way. I, ho- I I'm thinking Sunday might be a, maybe have cinched it. I did think, well, I better start taking it serious that hey, they finished this season, these last 5 games playing well, playing the way they were with Dallas, Kansas City, Tennessee, and then Jacksonville and Indy. If that is something that can at least keep his job. Cuz you you wouldn't think that we understand that McNairs are, are big fans of Lovey. We would yeah. we would think they want to well, fire three coaches in a row in three it's, years. It's it, yeah, it's not a matter of want. Like I said earlier, I to, understand to, to me, it's it's a if you're Cal McNair, you're sitting there watching what we watched yesterday, and there's no, nobody gets the benefit of the doubt. Well, I, nobody just, gets to be patient. Well, I, I agree. With you. I'm just saying, I thought there may have been a chance if yeah. they finished this yeah. thing off. I think Fair. yesterday, 
was another one of those embarrass, embarrassing yeah. moments of everything that it was. I, just, it felt like a, 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 just a, everything needs to change. I agree. I agree with your point. So I think that's um, done. I think Lovey's got to be out there. Well, I, I do. I, I think at least I hope. Let me, let me say this. I hope that Lovey Smith's job security is is tied to the the head coach candidates that they've already contacted. Like this organization just firing Lovey and not knowing who they're going to hire or who they who they even want to aggressively pursue the two or three guys that they want to aggressively pursue, that's that's worst case scenario. Um, but I agree with you. Like right now, if you ask me, like the product that I've seen on the field, I was dead ass wrong. You can put the best talent in the NFL. You can you can load this roster up, and if you don't do things differently. From a coach's perspective, if you're not more prepared, if you're not, if you're not m- more explosive and more creative, and you're not, you're not, you're, your guys on the sideline aren't more of a weapon, then See, then you're not going to win ball games. You you can get to you you can you can flirt with seven eight wins, but you ain't you're not you ain't you're not going to be anything more than than uh, O'Brien Texans were. But Clint and I would say this: I I think the Lovey Smith decision should already be made. Like, I, I think right now, as we sit here today, I feel like whoever it is, Nick Casario, Cal McNair, whatever, I think the the coaching staff decision should already be made. And that, as you're talking about the process, that when they move in after the minute the game ends, they know exactly what they're going to do. And that the move is being made. They have a list of candidates who they want to replace them. I, 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 I would hope that the move is already made. I'm not confident. I think it should be. I think they've had enough of a sample size to have that happen. Saturday was a huge day in college football, but even bigger for potentially the Texans' future. And two quarterbacks really showed out. And I'm wondering from you, did they do anything to make you change your thought process on what the Texans should do from a quarterback position situation in the draft? We'll discuss that next. It's a Reaction Monday on Sports Radio 610. Here's The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Young going deep into the end zone. Oh, what a throw on the money to Brooks for the touchdown. Bryce Young with his fourth touchdown pass. Incredible. Wow. Sensational throw. I'm going to tell you what, I know. Uh, I know Saturday for you, Clint. As a guy who loves quarterbacks, and plays the, I'm telling Ooh. you, I bet you found yourself good and feeling frisky. Ain't no doubt about it. I'm telling you, look out now. I, it, it, and, I, and I enjoy it too. Bryce Young, listen, the top two, well, the top three quarterbacks, because I've seen, I don't know about it, I've seen a lot of Will Levis as the second quarterback here lately. And, and C.J. Stroud being in those the top three of, of Young, Stroud, and Will Levis. Well, Will Levis elected not to play in the bowl game, which you understand. But C.J. Stroud obviously was in the playoff, and Bryce Young elected to play. Bryce Young, that was that that uh, that clip you heard there, courtesy of ESPN, was his fourth. He had five touchdown passes in the game, uh, and some crazy throws. He started out, I think, one for four, and then ended up being fifteen for twenty-one for three twenty-one and five touchdowns. And then the cat that made him some money, Clint with C.J. Stroud against Georgia, the best defense in football, the closest thing you could probably get to an NFL-level defense in terms of, of the players they have. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't because of him that they lost. And he did things that we questioned. 
He was big the whole game. He was big and poised and came up big in big moments. Let him down there, and then uh, and and then you know his kicker and his coach kind of kind of kind of messed things up there in the end. But he was twenty three of thirty four, three forty eight, four touchdowns, no picks, and it says he has twenty seven yards rushing. But in the college game, the sacks hit him. He had more than that. He used his legs in a way we hadn't seen. I just I'm just from you. Saturday did anything, Clint? Did anything change your thought at all for the Texans when it comes to what they can do in the draft? Anything at all? No, it's, I mean I think it's still Bryce Young, ten out of ten. If you get the number one overall pick, you, Bryce Young to me is the guy. I've seen Bryce do it for too long. It's 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 too effortless for Bryce for me to go any anywhere else. Um, but to your point, C.J. Stroud. Um, he showed me a side of of uh, or, or a a a, a skill set, uh, a willingness to play maybe off schedule. Um, he had a career day, and and he showed he showed me what I what I was looking for all year long when I watched Ohio State. I never saw it. Never saw it. Big pocket passer can throw the route tree, can stretch the field. Absolutely. But when it comes to top ten quarterbacks, you got to have a certain level of twitch. You got to be able to play off platform. You got to be able to play off platform, and then make monster throws down the field with pinpoint accuracy against a high caliber opponent. Like you just do. I, I, I hadn't seen those things from C.J. Stroud. I saw him Saturday. Mm, he made plays. I, I saw him Saturday show, and it was unbelievably impressive because now you got that big pocket passer that can stretch the field, throw the route tree, and he's shown that he's had he has the ability in the big moments to put his team on his back and literally go out there, not just make big throws down the field to the best receiver in the game, to put the team on his back and overcome injuries and overcome losing that biggest, baddest wide receiver mm. in the game, overcome not having your best running backs, overcome your defense giving up a boatload of points. Tight end was out. I, I mean, yeah, man, that was um, – that was awfully impressive. I'm still a Bryce Young guy, no question about it. I don't even think it's close. But C.J. Stroud did show a side of him that I had yet to see. It's closer. No question. I'll tell you this. It's closer. I, 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 I'll tell you this. I, I believe – now, look, I think I think the, the, the mock draft guys, all the draft analysts, the gurus, like it's in their best interest to stir the pot with Will Levis right now. They're going to end up stirring the pot with Anthony Richardson out of Florida. He's going to be a guy. He's going to have a hell of a pro day. He's going to, oh, he's going to have a hell of a – and people are going to lay eyes on him and go, good God, I got to get my – He was the most talented yeah. guy just in, town, in terms of talent. Physically, he's the most gifted guy I think I may have ever seen. Now, the the, the Milton kid at uh, at Tennessee maybe may make him a run for his money <laughs> next year. But um, but the – the so I, I think it's in their best interest to, to stir that pot, if you know what I mean. I, I, so, I, I don't – so I, I say all that to say, I, like I think, like if we were really feet to fire, I think Bryce Young was far and away one. I think there had become a conversation in real circles of, man, is Will Levis better than C.J. Stroud? Is Will Levis does he bring more to the table than C.J. Stroud in terms of arm talent, the ability to drop his arm slot, playoff schedule, make big throws down the field without his feet and without his weight transfer being in it? That I think was real. What CJ did to me, what CJ did Saturday was he separated himself and made himself a clear set number two. 
That, that's that's what I think happened. Yeah. Um, now we're gonna hear all kind of crap, and, and because it's it's all about clicks. But I think what CJ did was he separated himself from Will Levis in a major, major way. I don't know if you saw the graphic that they threw up there, but one there's one guy of those three quarterbacks up there. There's uh, the graphic. There's one guy that doesn't like it, the, the stats don't pop, and that's Will Levis. Will Levis. I mean, and and not he everything three thousand yards. Yeah, everything's not not a stat. I mean, I get it, but but boy, when those two go up there, you go, man. Well, that guy must be an elite athlete. No, not really. Well, that guy must have just a huge, huge arm. arm. Well, not not really. Um, so I think CJ separated himself from from the rest of the group. Yeah, I listen. I as we were saying, did anything happen? Did anything change you Saturday? Change your thought process on what the Texans should do? And I'm seeing a lot because those are people who are about the because I, I see just the last text just right here. I just can't get past Young's size. I see another one. I'm all in on Stroud. Those of you who are the size thing, then you see CJ Stroud, and you're like, oh God, he's got all the size and. And, like, what you saw from him, you're like, oh, my deal is it's still young for me because what Bryce Young did on Saturday is basically what Bryce Young has done every game for the last two years. Like, that was – like, we what we've seen him do, he's pretty much dominated in that form. That was what C.J. Stroud showed, and it was big time because that stage and that defense, who he did it against, was huge, and the injuries and everything he had out. That was big. But we that's like the first time we've seen him do that. That's the first time I've seen him use his legs like that yep. as a weapon. That's the first time I've seen him, you know, with the game coming down on the line, him be able to make plays. That second touchdown to Marvin Harrison Jr., by the way, who's the best receiver in the game yeah. that can't come out, I didn't know he could go make plays. Those were off-platform, get away from the rush, throw, you know, on the run, on the money, make those throws. What it did do for me is if for some reason the Texans botched this getting the number one pick, I don't feel as, oh, God, they didn't oh, get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel as, like, I do feel like I feel better about C.J. Stroud. And All right, if they get the right guy, that you can see it there. You can see things. Before, I'm just like, man, Bryce is really the only special person that I can feel that what he did is special and if you can get him to do it because he's got all the size well would you say he's more physically gifted than Bryce oh yeah yeah, yeah, more yeah. they're all more physically gifted than, than Bryce. Bryce when it comes to size and, and arm strength yeah they're 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 more they're more efficient I mean I mean I mean they're not more efficient they're 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 stronger in those obviously bigger and clearly like arm strength they're stronger just the game the quarterback positions just played so much I mean, Joe Burrow shows you is a perfect example of, of you know, not needing Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes type of arm strength or arm talent for that matter, um, to go out there and and take the the NFL by storm. I mean, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, all those guys should be enough for us to go. Okay, I mean, these guys are on Mount Everest, right? I mean, I mean, the Mount Everest ain't the one I'm looking for. Mount Rushmore, yeah. uh, Mount Everest is a, just a big mountain, right? Tallest mountain out there. They may, they may have been on that mountain as well, guys. I don't you know. got it. <laughs> Well, Everest may have got me too, um, but but th- I mean those guys are, are the be- Joe Montana. Those guys are I mean they're, they're they're arguably the best to ever play the game, and and don't have um, you know just enormous arm strength relative to other NFL quarterbacks. And so uh, yeah, those guys are bigger and stronger. But I, I do, I'm not I'm not at all worried about what I hear people being worried about with Bryce Young, his size and his arm strength. Not I don't I'm not one bit concerned about it. Not one bit doesn't. I'm with you on that. So, yeah, it was, CJ made him some money. 
Yeah. I think that, that that's a big – he made himself clearly – hell, he may be the second pick in the draft. Yep. Clearly, he put himself at that space. But I can't get him past, past Bryce. I'll tell you what, if they'd have won that game and he'd have done it again, <laughs> boy, that, it would he would have given some more. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you, had he done it all year long – like right now I look oh, at it, yeah. I, I've watched a lot of, of – Every time I watch Bryce, stuff jumps off the screen. Like all the the reason I'm in love with him, it jumps off the screen down here. Even games where he struggled in the fourth quarter, late he he has a drive and puts together three or four throws that you're just like, damn, that made me football. Horny. Yes, very, very. Sometimes he waits, he waits, makes me wait till the fourth quarter to get horny, but he he always does it. I've watched more Ohio State football than I care to admit, and, and it's just never there's there's a throw here. It wasn't there. like that. Well, there's just there's a throw here there that's big and powerful, and you're like, man, that was that was nice throw. That was that was big time, that big arm quarterback. But there there's there's not a moment where you just go, or for me, there hadn't been a moment where you just go, he just took that damn game over, and it is the opponent doesn't have a chance. Yeah, he did it. He did he did he did, he did it night. against Georgia. Yep. Yeah, and he did. It. All right, coming up as it is a reaction Monday presented by Jurasco Steak and Seafood. There are a couple of things that happened in that Texans game that we have to react to. And uh, one thing that has stayed constant that we hope we only have one more game to see happened again yesterday, and it was absolutely ridiculous. We'll discuss that next. How about a positive from yesterday? It's a Reaction Monday on Sports Radio 610. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, here's The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. This is a... Uh, why are you doing this to me, man? You know this. That, 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 that dog on you were right, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. You watched this show long before I did, and then you recommended it to me, but you always talk about how great the theme was coming into the show. This it song is, is legit. Yeah. This is Euphoria. I can't, Clint, I don't think you can handle it. I can why, barely why, why, handle why it. Why do you think I can't handle it? It's, it's a heavy-ass show. It's the heaviest show I've ever watched. Like I need, I need a cigarette and a sandwich. After I Heavy. Watched. I watched a, the first two episodes, Clint. I had to take like a three-week break, and then I came back to it. What, what, do you mean, what What's so heavy about oh, it? Oh, it's just like, like the way, way it, it, it kind of handles a lot of, you know, depression. Very intense, real intense. issues. Oh, and, and, real. And, and you guys don't think I can handle real? Intense, real, I'm, drug. I'm you, no, I'm just heavy, telling you, it's man. a heavy. Like, you get done watching an episode, like anybody on a text line, Trailer Will and, Will and Frame text line and watch Euphoria. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like I there was an episode and she was so real. And what's her name? Z- Zendaya. Zendaya. Yeah, she's won the Oscar for, or I mean, I'm sorry, the Emmy for Love her. Uh, for best uh, actress in a drama. I had, it was 17, first like 18, 19 minutes of one episode where she was so authentic. I had to pause that thing, man. I had to I know I had exactly to, what you're talking about. I had to about. walk off for about an hour and then come back. Like authentic? What? Do you, like I don't know what you, what, like what do you mean. You, like what'd she do? Like if you could imagine somebody who is a drug addict that is fiending forward and doesn't care. I mean, even people that they love don't care what they got. I mean, she is playing the hell out. Of <laughs> She's really like, good. It is like it is. Damn, it is super intense, boy. I, I can't. Yeah. I, that's fair. I'll stay away from it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It's think a it, great show. It's, it's just no, it's heavy. really good. It's just, yeah, it's heavy, dog. You got to. Yeah, I don't need. Any, I don't need fantastic any fantastic sex scenes as well. But well, I, mean, I knew. I knew that's where. I knew we'd end up very soon. That one blonde girl. Uh, I mean, Ooh, I mean, it's about whoop. top ten. Top top ten on TV right now. Really? My goodness. So oh, good. Oh my. What channels it come on? <laughs> uh, HBO. HBO. There you oh, go. 
real aggressive. The old school Skinamax, huh? Oh, McLean yeah. loves Euphoria so much, he calls his own podcast yeah. Euphoria sometimes yeah. instead of Utopia. Oh, yeah. I bet, he, I I bet McLean he does. McLean got a whole lot of Tyler Milner in him. Yeah, yeah. he's a breast man yeah. like me. Ooh, yeah, it's uh, it's something else. But uh, yeah, this that, 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 that's the thing. Right what if I what if I said to you, here we go. All right, here we go, fellas. We're down. We're trailing. We need a score. That's what Lovey said. He said I felt like we needed a touchdown to hang in this game. Pretty simple. It's twenty-one to nothing at this time. Fourth down and five. Not in goal. You can get a first down before score. Fourth and five, folks. Here we go. What play you running? Fourth and five. Gotta have it. This Houston Texans team. What if I told you, Clint, <laughs> that they go fade route, one on one, Rex, with sexy Rex. I just threw up I'll in my come, mouth. Do you remember that? Does anybody? Oh, anybody I remember else it. Sit there and see that play. I wish I could have been sitting next to Clint Turner like I was. Oh, my it family a, I was with, they'll always remember the second I saw that play happen. Clint's was a delayed reaction, and then Clint, Clint's was a delayed reaction, and I think, Clint, you moved to laughter. Seth Payne, however. I thought Seth was going to leave. Instantly pissed, pushed his chair in, and took off. <laughs> Came Went back there in angry eight. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he did. Got him a plate. <laughs> I mean, a good one. But, Clint, man, come on, man. That can't be it. That is exactly yeah. what they did. Yeah, it, it, look, it, it, here's the thing. It, is it? You could go in more in depth. Uh, well, like a how ridiculous it is that you even get to that. This is just my major pushback to all the folks that go, well, you know, Lovey doesn't have any talent. Well, you know, Lovey got screwed because there's no talent on the field. The, these are, we, we got to be able to see through that and, and, be, and, and see, okay, what are we doing with this roster? And, there were two moments in yesterday's ball game, and it happens every ball game. This is not – I just like to highlight it to give everybody out there a little food for thought. When you're thinking about bowing your neck and taking up for a coach or, you know, forming your opinion, I just like you to be well-informed. It is fourth and five. Rex Burkhead is lined up in the backfield. All the receivers are to the other side. Of the, I knew it was coming. I, I knew the shoot route was coming. It's not a wheel route. It's not. It is lined up offset to the quarterback. The receiver that is to that side, or tight end, I believe it was, that is to that side, basically runs a a crossing route to try to pull any coverage or pick any coverage that's that's uh, over the top on the back. And the back runs right off that receiver's hip, right off his outside hip, and up the sideline. It's a shoot route. The ball's being thrown over the top of the back's head. I mean, over over the top to the back. Anytime you get man to man, that's where I'm going with the football. Literally, this coaching staff, they set let – me, let, me, let me back up. You sit down. If they're doing their, doing like the bare minimum from a preparation perspective, this coaching staff sits down and goes, okay, not once. I'm talking two, three times throughout the week. Okay, what are we – what's our what's our, our fourth and short – what's our fourth down plan this week? Are we going to be aggressive or are we not? Do we feel like we need to? Do we not? Okay, okay, we feel like – Clearly, yesterday felt like they needed to be aggressive. Okay, if it's fourth and one or less, fourth and inches, fourth and one, fourth yard and a half, we're going to quarterback sneak it. That quarterback sneak with Jeff Driscoll, they didn't get it. I'm cool with it. Love the aggression. Yeah. It's it's, a, it's six, uh, game 16, okay. You can right? understand that plan, though. Right, but it's a my point is it's a plan. It, Davis ain't going to do it, right? 
We're going to put Jeff Driscoll in there. And a lot of teams, you see they'll motion a running back over behind the quarterback or tight end over behind the quarterback, and they'll push him kind of deal. It's a plan, and it's 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 discussed in a roundtable setting with the coaching staff all week long before you go take it to a to, before you take it to final print for the game plan. And then you go, okay, well, what are we going to do on fourth and three or more? And, and it may even be broken down. Okay, we got a fourth and three to five or three to six, and then a fourth and eight or longer if you need it. So it may be even broken down in more detail. But fourth and four to fourth and six, what are we going to do, guys? Well, we we know we can get them in man-to-man coverage if we get in this formation mm-hmm. and, and it's it's on this particular in this particular part of the field. Okay, what are we going to do if we get them in man coverage? We're going to run the shoot route to Rex. <laughs> right? Like that that's like That's the first read. Th- that's it. No, that, that's what you're that's why you that's why you run like I, I, we used to put Chris Warren. You remember Chris Warren, Seattle Seahawks? Yes. Big six 42. foot, six foot yeah. three, six foot four. I mean, long strider, long arms. Didn't know I we was getting Chris Warren today. But we we would put Chris Warren in the game to run specifically to run that route. Why? Because he's six four. He's got long arms. He catches the ball great out of the backfield. He's a man to man problem on a linebacker, physically and from a speed perspective. And and so you put you hope you get man, so that you can throw the football to the running back. So so. The, the the part that bothers me about that play, I know the casual fan sits there and goes, oh, okay, well, yeah, you know, it's, it's just one play, man. Shut up. No, no, no. This play was was heavily discussed multiple times throughout the week, and this coaching staff said, yep, let's do it. That's it. Bang it out. And nobody ever said, guys, Brandon Cooks is healthy. Guys, Jordan Akins has been a really good weapon. Hey, Brevin Jordan came in this league, and the best thing he does is run after catch. How about we try to get him the ball in open space? Right, Daria Gumbawale. He hadn't ran the ball as well as I hoped he would have from behind the the line of scrimmage, but he's been good in the screen game. Right? How about? I mean, he's a twitchy back. How about we get him to run? How about Chris Moore, who's been the only receiver out there that's gone up and made catches physically over people, um, and had a hundred yard game in the last? No, we're going with Rex. Like, and and it was it was a lot of a lot of the. Here's the deal: a lot of the complaints about Rex, I understand and I agree with, but a lot of them are. Late checkdowns, everybody bails out, and they check the football down. Right? That that's, this was the plan of the attack. This was a this was number one in the progression. This is what we hope. We walked on that field hoping we get Rex Burkhead. And to your point, like this isn't a feel of God. I thought we were past this thing. This isn't a feel of ooh, the game is feeling this way. We're watching the game. We feel like this is a matchup that we just kind of came up with. On the spot, you're saying you believe this is probably something that was discussed. Like this didn't catch Lovey by surprise. Like you would think that Lovey was involved through the week. As this is a this is a, a in the game this, plan. We want to get we're going to get Rex one on one with Josh Allen. One of two for things. A fade. One of two things. Show either the staff is completely incompetent and they're not having those meetings and not having those discussions, or they're competent and it crossed Lovey's desk. Multiple times throughout the week, they ran it at practice multiple times in a fourth in a in a a legitimately somebody took and wrote it on a script fourth and four to six, and they ran that play to Rex, and nobody on the practice field said, "Whoa, what the hell are we doing?" Fourth and five, that's what we got. That's what we're doing. Nobody in a meeting as somebody was writing it on a script when they were running it in practice before they called it in the game. Nobody. And that's what I look at and I go, it doesn't matter how talented this football team is. If in, if in critical moments your head coach 
Forget Pep. You can fire Pep. That's fine. Your, if your head coach doesn't make sure that the offensive minds that be, powers that be, aren't getting the ball, they're not targeting Let's just say any of the top five athletes on your team on your offense instead of a tailback that's really built like a fullback late in his career. Like if your head coach is not making sure that your offensive staff is, or at least holding guys accountable when it doesn't happen, then then you it's not the right guy. They You're not like, winning. They felt like a move where they needed to have it was to throw a, a fade route, which is low percentage on yes. fourth and five. To someone who does not have the speed, height, leaping advantage, in he's the not going to run by the guy. He's not. He's not going to go up and climb the ladder and catch it with it's long arms and talk. It's, it's it's not. It's not relatively speaking. There's he's not, not a one guy. physical advantage no, that he had. not one. And you've got a staff over there. Ultimately, the head coach is responsible for it. Again, this is a very you, it, this the problem I have. Why I get so pissed off about it is because if this gets if this gets checked off by the head coach. There's no telling what other what, what, the other kind of underlying, less noticeable things that are getting passed. So, so but clearly, you're saying this ain't just Rex or this ain't just uh, Pep just saying. This is what I feel right now. Which this and, is, and, it's all the crap Pep does. It's beyond Pep. The critical situations. It's 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 on Lovey as well at this point in time. Yeah, yeah. like that 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 just can't that can't happen, man. All right. Speaking of that, uh, what what is what is what did yesterday's game mean? What did yesterday's game mean in terms of the future of the coaching spot for the Texans? We'll discuss that as we continue on the drive on a Reaction Monday presented by Churrasco Steak and Seafood. 